Hello and welcome to the Healthcare Leadership Excellence Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Easter. I'm an executive coach and a strong advocate of superior leadership. On this podcast, we explore the essence of leadership through interviews and dialogue and provide you with tangible steps you can take to improve your leadership performance. As a best-selling author, John Maxwell says, leadership is about one life influencing another. The stories, experiences, and wisdom you hear throughout each episode will inspire you to step up, lead, and influence those around you. Hello and welcome to the Healthcare Leadership Excellence Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a great one as we talk again about the important aspects of leadership. Maz Antolin, part of our coaching group crew, is with us today. And Maz, what are you going to be talking about today? Hello, Garland. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me once again in the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about, um, about growth and learning as leaders. And specifically, it's all about building upon the achievements and knowledge of those who came before us, like mentors. Carl, you've used this quote many, many times. I've heard you explain this quote in excellent ways in your leadership writings, in our conversations, in LinkedIn. And now let's have a deep dive in the quote by Sir Isaac Newton, where he said, if I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. And he is um, one of the most influential scientists in the history and he and in this statement, he is reflecting um, and he's very um, humble and he is acknowledging of the contributions made by those who came before him. Let's see through the lens of leadership. As leaders, why is it so important to acknowledge the contributions made by those who came before us? Oh, great question. And yes, I love that quote. I've used, as you said, I've used it many times. I don't think someone can lead well if they're not humble. And sometimes if you've led through a really big crisis, it could be easy to be, let the ego get in the way. But there's one biblical verse that says, uh, there's nothing new under the sun. And that that I think is important for us to recognize. Um, I look around my office as we speak, and there are hundreds of volumes of books. And yes, I now possess that knowledge, but it's because somebody experienced it and took the time to write it, and someone edited it, and nothing on these shelves, even though they're great authors, is original to them. Um, Stephen Covey, in one of his books, Principle-Centered Leadership, has what he calls a wisdom bibliography, where he lists all the sources of his writing. Um, Now, most people don't look at that bibliography and they attribute it to Covey, but he was ethical enough to say, no, I've just captured what the thousands of years that came before me. I mean, He has Socrates and Aristotle and Bible and other important religious works all quoted because that's where his wisdom came from. And he was a giant. He was voted by Time magazine as one of the 25 
most influential thinkers of the last century. And he stood on the shoulder of giants. Um, in an in a podcast interview I did just last week with Victor Prince, who is a superb executive coach and historian, he went into detail about really how important history, ancient and modern, is just to give us a perspective, a context of where our leadership inspiration comes from. So it's standing on the shoulders of giants is someone is something everyone does. It's just some people don't take the time to give that credit, which is sad. This is another topic that you mentioned a lot of times and you encourage people to do many, many times. It's about learning. You can't lead if you're not learning. And one of the best ways to learn is through a mentor. How can how with with, with have, having said the quote and your explanation behind that how can um leaders benefit from learning from mentors boy an, another one of my favorite topics um and let me address that through a current story our son works for a large international um firm and he travels around the world he's in purchasing of commodities and they purchase in very large quantities. He's about 10 years into his career. He has a couple of, he has an MBA and a master's in ag econ and um, undergrad degree in supply chain management. But I was asking about a recent trip he took to Brazil and he was saying, yeah, so-and-so is there and so-and-so. And I said, oh, is that the guy that the company brought back just to help teach the team? And he said, yeah, Greg is, an amazing guy. Well, Greg turns out to be this retired executive and our son's current boss had the wisdom to think, I bet if I asked him to come back and just teach the team, he'd be willing to do that. So they negotiated and he's back. He certainly doesn't need to work, but he loves it. And so I asked our son, how are you learning from him? And he said, oh, you know, like on this trip, we were on planes together, we were in hotel rooms and a lot of talking. I said, yeah, but when you're back at corporate, what do you do? And he said, well, I have a meeting with Greg every other week for half an hour. Well, what do you do in those meetings? Oh, I just bring all my questions and I pick his brain. I said, oh man, what an opportunity. And I said, do most of the other people take advantage of this? He said, no, I'm the only one. And I thought, oh my goodness, what a waste. Because here is this, now, our son could probably get, he could get online and get books, and he could read a lot of the stuff that Greg tells him. But there's something about that one-on-one -on -one mentoring that Stephen, our son, can bring in a question that happened just five minutes before. He's buying a bazillion pounds of X for his company. And they buy in huge quantities and they have to negotiate prices. And Stephen's new at this, but he can go in and have Greg coach him through, okay, when they do this, you might think of that. Or when they come back with this, why don't you take this approach? Something that a book cannot do. And I think, and this more of a societal comment, in our fast-paced screen-based environment, Maz, I think we've lost what some cultures honor 
which is honoring the wisdom of people who are older. And you, there are some cultures that still truly honor that. And I think the mentor program or concept better said, honors that experience because it's like I joke with people. I fly a lot. I, I get on a plane tomorrow afternoon. And when I, when I come on board or when I'm in the gate area and I see the pilot show up and I look at him and you know they've been in that cockpit for tens of thousands of hours. They have graying hair. They're just, you know that they're older. I never get nervous when I have an older pilot because I know that she or he, whatever the case may be, they've been through a lot. And so if something unexpected comes up, they're ready. When I see a pilot that is really young, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I hope we have calm, calm, calm weather here because I'm not sure. Now, of course he's qualified. You know, they're, they're really careful, but there's just that experience that a mentor well-chosen can bring. Um, you and I were on a call just early, uh, late late last week with our mastermind group. And you remember one of the participants wanted to see, well, I got on, got on email and shot this person an email. Maz, within an hour, she got back to me and said, absolutely, hook us up. So I sent this hookup email later that evening. And so within 24 hours, this younger executive now has this brilliant mentor, one that I go to when I get stuck on some organizational difficulties within this one organization. This woman is brilliant. And so now her generation, she's about probably 15 years older than this individual that you and I both know there's that transfer of knowledge. So yeah, I could go on and on on this one, but I think those two stories show that if we're really wanting to learn, we've got to take input from those who have gone before us. Again, the shoulders of giants. Uh, Greg to our son is a giant because he's done it and has this incredible reputation. He gets to learn from him free of charge, free of charge. I mean, he doesn't have, it doesn't have to pay for it. He just shows up and learns. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing that, Carl. You bet. And you mentioned about honoring and recognizing um, those who came before us. And in what ways can we recognize and honor the contributions of those who came before us? Super question. I think we need, because when we're successful, Many times people say, well, Maz, what a super job. And at that moment, you have, certainly you don't want to defer. You just thank them for the compliment. And I think it's appropriate at that time to say, and I have to give credit to Greg or to Jennifer or to that person who really took the time to mentor me. And you're not deferring the compliment. You're just letting them know the giants on whose shoulders you stand. And I think it's almost, from my view, it's almost an ethical requirement 
not to walk away from a situation without giving that credit. A marvelous story on that. And someone asked once asked, Carl, can you ever make a point without make, telling a story? And answers no. So here comes another story. Um, in U.S. college basketball, um, there was one team back in the 60s and early 70s that set a record for 10 national championships. It's a record that probably won't ever be met again. Um, they had like hundred game streak of undefeated. They were just amazing teams year after year after year. And their coach was John Wooden and Wooden is still an icon. He passed away about a decade ago, just revered as a coach. And you can imagine after a couple of seasons he could get just about any player he wanted to be on his team. And high-level athletes sometimes have a really big ego. So one thing Wooden would do in practice, and a basketball arena usually is the floor and then the seats go up in a pretty steep angle. And the stairs are tough to run up. Well, during his practices, Maz, if you as a player made a basket and running back down the court did not point at the person who passed you the ball, if you did not give credit, you had to run the stairs. And there's a lot of stairs between floor and the top of the arena. There's hundreds of them. And about a quarter of the way up, your legs are just burning because it's tough to run stairs. But he wanted to drill home the point, on my team, there are no big egos. If you scored a basket, it was because someone passed it to you. Unless you recognize them, uh, I don't want you on my team. So run the stairs, remember who passed it, and give credit from now on. I love that story. Um, I, it's just a matter of courtesy and ethics. Give credit to those who taught you. Excellent story. Thank you for sharing that. Reminds me of um, great people that I work with that they they do want the credit, but they're just not comfortable being in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. You being one of them, Carl. <laughs> you had to bring that up, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes when you're working closely with a mentor or um, a colleague that really influences your life. Sometimes their help comes not in forms of answers to your questions or um, formal trainings, formal calls, but sometimes it comes to when, when you are in difficult situations and a question just pops into your mind saying, what would Carl do if he was here? What would John do if he were in my situation and you know that that um moment right there when when that person's voice come into your mind i would do this and this and this and that's that's the blessing of having a mentor or someone you look up to in your life because then you have a different perspective of a situation a difficult situation you're in and you know that you're not being emotional about this because you have someone and his opinion really matters that you would follow it. 
because he had experience and he is very credible and responsible and just an excellent leader to follow. And I just echo that from my stance. I have various people in my life and background that they're a constant reflection of what I should do in given situations. Um, it's a whole different database. I can't imagine living my life without it. I am exactly the same position of how would he react? Um, and there's several, several situations that come to my mind of real crossroads of the, the more unrefined Carl at a decision point and reflecting, no, that's not the kind of person I want to be because I have this image in my mind and it's just, but you have to have that image in your mind and you can't have that unless you really involve someone in your life. And so mentors are just invaluable. But you have to be humble enough to say, I don't really know on this one. How would you guide me? That's true. And um, we, we, well, personally, I think that I give credit and honor to these mentors by thanking them, just making sure that I, you send a note thank you note simple thank you note because again some of them just don't like to be in the spotlight <laughs> so just having that personal yeah I, you're just on such an important topic here um <laughs> there is one woman that just is an amazing leader she's one we were talking about earlier in the hour that we set up as a mentor for this com uh, common colleague um she comes across as one of the most confident and humble people in the world that wouldn't really need a thank you. In fact, I've heard her say that, you know, I just don't need a thank you. I do what I do. I like what I do. So don't make a big deal about it. Well, one time I got caught in a political crossfire situation and asked for her advice. And she just pulled me out of a really tight situation with some great advice. And so having been well-trained by a very courteous mother decades ago, I wrote her a thank you note, thinking that she'd open it up, look at it, and because she's a busy lady, recycle it, because she's just not a spotlight or a need thank you type of person. So a couple of weeks later, I'm in her office yet again, um, and she motions me and she's on the phone. And so I'm sitting down, I get all organized for the meeting. She has a little sitting area off away from her desk. And I'm looking around the office, Maz, and she has a bookshelf. And guess what I see on the bookshelf? My thank you note. And it just, oh my gosh, here is this lady who leads at the very top levels of her organization. And there is my little three by five thank you note sitting up on her bookshelf. I certainly didn't bring that up with her, but it. I just walked away thinking, wow, thank yous are powerful. And I don't think we do enough. It's just common courtesy, but common sometimes isn't done. And when a mentor has taken the time like she did with me 
and like she'll do with our colleague. Um, I mean, you don't have to be over the top with it, but I just think those little letting them know how they've influenced and they might say, oh, it's nothing, but that's their right to say. But I think it's my obligation to just let them know how influential they've been. Because, again, they're the they're the shoulders I stand on. If someone says, oh, Carly, you did a great job. Well, let me just start running the catalog of everyone that's put me in this slot before I could even think of doing a great job. And I, I just think that constant recollection of I am the sum total of decades of good influence. Um, and one of my most admired surgeons um, that I work with, I mean, this, this guy is brilliant. Um, and he's on, I'll do leadership seminars and I'll have a panel and having this guy, I'll just call him Dr. Chuck because that's what he goes by. Having him on the panel is an instant win, an instant win because he can answer any question and he's always giving the source of where he learned it. And he doesn't do it in a in an obnoxious way. It's just, it's almost like he's a reference library. Well, this person taught me this, and that person taught me that, and I've learned this. He's just a joy to be around because he's brilliant and he's humble. And he's mentored, I don't know how many surgeons in his life. Incredible guy. What an example. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And last question here, but but before we move to our last question here, just wanted to, to anyone who's listening here, if you could please take some time today when you listen to this episode to thank a mentor or someone who um, have been helping you through your career path, the giants of your life um, that you whose shoulders you're standing on. So just take a time to thank them. It doesn't have to be um, grandiose or big effort, a simple thank you note as Carl's story right here. So, yeah. <laughs> Great point. Thank you. To our last question, Carl, who are, I know you've mentioned um, some people in your life, but who are the giants that really help you grow as a professional? Oh, boy. Um, not in any special order. Um, I'm going to expand that because I couldn't be the professional that I am unless I was the person that I am. So two superb parents who were value-based and taught me well. I served a mission for my church and the person who was the president of the mission, a gentleman named Alejandro Portal, brilliant guy, corporate executive, just an amazing person that taught me business organization. At the same time, he taught me many things about my faith. Um, boy, two of my current mentors, my coaches, Andy Hall, Paul Martinelli, incredible men. Um, my wife is a giant in my life. And most of all, you know, some people might be pushed a little sideways by this, but 
ultimately the best exemplar of the best mentor because of the life he led is Christ. Um, I'm a strong Christian, and it is on that base that, for me, everything else is based. So his life and teachings have to be right up there at the top of the pinnacle. Excellent. Thank you for sharing those, Carl. And thanks for having me today in this wonderful podcast episode. And learned a lot. Surely learned a lot from this. And also thinking, using this time to thank you, Carl. Thanks for being a mentor to me. My pleasure. It, it goes both ways. You teach me also, Maz. So thanks for being with us today. And thanks to all of our listeners. This may have seemed like a simple episode, but it's a basic one because gratitude and credit to others is a part of good leadership. Thanks for being with us today. We look forward to having you again with us on our future podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We greatly appreciate your support and would be grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review for us on any of our platforms. Your feedback helps us expand our reach and impact more individuals. If you know a colleague who would benefit from listening and learning from leadership experts, we encourage you to share this podcast with them. Also, we'd like to invite you to use the link in the show notes to contact us for more information on our coaching, C-suite meeting facilitation, and leadership training programs. Thank you again for listening. Until we meet again, keep learning and leading with excellence.